The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The opinions expressed in the Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet-purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast, courtesy of the Realm Network, here at the Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling. And Hispanic people, too. And all people. Welcome to the Rough House Podcast. There's a new Patreon episode up and available. And I can't encourage you enough. If you're not one of the Patreon subscribers, and you should be, I believe we're at 55, if I'm not mistaken. I think we're at 55. Uh, Let me get a quick look here. Shout out, yes, to the OG 55. Love to see that around 100 at some point. Uh, you're gonna want to. You're gonna want to Patreon pay for this podcast. It's uh, the first part of us starting to whittle down the applications we've received for the Gruff House, mm-hmm, Rough House. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, are you tough enough? Tough, whatever. Scruff Join enough. us on the fucking show. Yes, <laughs> scruff enough. <laughs> Join us on this goddamn show. Yeah, give us your money. We also we also give you a way. Again, I'm not going to tell you how. You got to get the Patreon episode. How you can backdoor your way onto this show and immediately put one right between the eyes, kill shot, contest is over, and you could join us on the show. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah, there's, okay? there's one, e- one easy way. It's a fail safe in the back door. So, Yes, that's it. We give you, we give you the code to join the show tomorrow yeah. if you want to. And you get an exclusive story uh, that I'm not going to share on this episode <laughs> that I'll probably share on my radio show later this week. That's requiring me to have to go to a car dealership with a really embarrassing story <laughs> as to why my shit's all fucked it's up. It's choice. <clears throat> it's bad. It's real, real bad. I feel super dumb. Um, I'm so laughing. So, yes. Patreon. <sighs> Patreon. Subscribe. And let me ask you. Yeah. Rob and Joe dealt with a problem okay. with their Patreon. And I want to know if we've had this happen. What's that? Because I will swing the fucking hammer of dawn at someone if this is the case. Have you noticed anybody that signs up Patreon and then deletes Patreon before the goddamn cash clears? Uh, I had that has happened once or twice. I have noticed. Yeah, that we got a fucking repeat offender. It'll be uh, right because they get paid. They get charged right around the beginning of the month, so they'll cancel like the last week of the month and then re up uh, the first after the first week of the month. Give me a fucking name. Give me. A name. I don't. I honestly don't remember who it was. All right. Well, find out because we're gonna <laughs> blow your shit up on here. Because Rob and Joe caught this fucking chick doing it on their show, 
and blew her spot up and it's like it fucking triggered her or something like that now she's having panic attacks because everybody yes and never have i met a generation that fucking celebrates its mental illness the way these fucking people do yeah so she's yeah she had her shit blown up because they found out that she was skimming off the top and right before the bill collector came to get his couple of shekels she'd fucking cancel Uh on them get all their stuff from the patreon and would never actually pay the patreon so we can find that out, by the way. And Kristoff's going to do some digging. I'll, I'll, so, I'll search through, yeah. Yeah, and you give me the name, and I'll do it. And we will we we will blow your spot up if you are out there getting this shit and backdooring us away from our cash. Yeah. We will unleash the hounds of hell on you for doing that. <laughs> that is a scumbagged move. Yeah, and don't and, do it. And we'll, I'll even give you an out where I will contact you privately first. Yeah. Just to say, hey, dear fuck nut, you're about to have everyone that listens know that you're a dirt merchant and we're going to we'll give your fucking email address out, everything. You have an opportunity to just Venmo Chris money right now if you'd like me to not do that. I will, let, I will give you the opportunity to just give him money right. for the money you've stolen <laughs> because I'm going to blow your spot up. So uh, sleep soundly tonight. Sleep soundly tonight if you if you subscribe to the Patreon and pay for the Patreon. If you don't, I hope you toss and turn in a hot juice of your own body sweat. Oh. So, yeah, we're on that ass. Hot juice. <sighs> um, hey, where are we at this week? What's going on? I've, I've watched a smattering. Yeah. I haven't watched all. I've watched some. The biggest thing we got to talk about right off the bat okay. is it looks like finally... You're going to get a version of Broken Matt Hardy. Yeah. Which I thought we'd never see. I said that many times. Yeah, you were adamant about it. I was thinking that it was, it's been too far gone. It's been, it's been too far since they got it. Right. Uh, it's been since WrestleMania. I mean, you got to think, April all the way till now, it's a better part of three quarters of a year yeah. away from that gimmick. The, the, the Hardy Boys were floating into Dudley Boys territory where they were just enhancement talent and they were... Just a, a throwback gimmick, but now I feel like we're we we're definitely getting something. It sounds like Anthem has made a statement saying that they're just going to relinquish the rights. Right, and and it may not be broken. It may it may still be woken or something like that. But mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, I think this injury to Jeff really uh, may end up being a blessing in disguise with having him off TV, so there's nothing the tag team that can do, and Matt's kind of just floating in the ether. So, you know, he's had a couple uh, couple losses, this last one to Bray Wyatt, who, man, if you can't beat Bray Wyatt in 2017, then there's needs to be some course correction. So, so yeah, he at the end of the match, he kind of sat in the corner and started doing his facial mannerisms a little more than he ever had in WWE, and started doing the delete thing, and some some people in the crowd got it and did it along, and it kind of petered out. Like they they stuck with it. Nobody talked over it, and they kind of stuck with it. Um, and you know, he got like maybe ten to twelve delete chants, and then it kind of petered off, and he was still doing it. So um, I'm a little uh, a little worried about the the reaction. Um, but you know. To, to an uninitiated fan who doesn't know about Broken Matt Hardy, they could just, you know, just have been doing it to be, okay, fine, this is what everybody else is doing. They're like, well, what the fuck are we doing? So I think once they have the time to tell the story, and hopefully they, they take their time and tell the story right, not not fully rush it and not 
not not <clears throat> WWE. It you know that the that the broken stuff was the best thing TNA did in a number of years, and it was all Matt Matt's brainchild. Um, we had him on the show and talked about it uh, early mid last year, um, and uh, I, I think you know I still think it can work. I just they just need to let him ha- let him have you know let him take the creative um, lead here and uh, just give him give him some space and, and, and let him do it. I am concerned by this for the same reason that you're concerned uh, for a couple of reasons, but the first one that you brought up astutely so, and I'm glad you did, was the crowd shot. Yeah. They, they went to that crowd shot, and one out of every 20 people was doing the delete hand slice. Yeah. And you could tell that someone in the production truck was like, all right, head to the audience, get the fuck away from the yeah. audience. No one's doing it. All right, he's continuing to do it. All right, let's head back in there, section four. Get the fuck away. There, no one's doing yeah. it. Like, that was something that when he first showed up, and admittedly, it was at WrestleMania, and then the next night on Raw, that you're going to, of course, have just a stadium full of marks right. doing it. This is and then for Tennessee. about a month or so. Yeah. This is, I'm sorry, say again. This was in Tennessee on Monday. Yes, this exactly. Happened. This was not the coasts. This was a coast thing. This was a, an indie, indie darling kind of thing, even though it wasn't indie, but it kind of was. Well, it was, it was independent of a major organization yeah. because the, the Hardys came up with it themselves. And this is not a negative connotation when I say indie, mm-hmm. but it doesn't seem like a lot of the flyover stage are deep into some of the more. Um, smarky snarky indie type wrestling phenomenons of which the broken stuff was at the top of the stack all throughout 2016 so i would like to see them try it again and do it in like a boston do it in a philadelphia do it in a chicago do it in a seattle see what happens um and what are they gonna do with it are they gonna because part of the charm of it was them letting matt and jeff do whatever they wanted right they, I mean, literally, they just were like, fuck it. Film something and turn in the tape. Yeah. I mean, you, if you hear interviews, they didn't fuck with a single element. By they, I mean TNA and whoever right. the power structure at the time. You're, I don't know who the hell was there. Was it, was it Dixie? Was it Corgan? Who knows? A revolving door of people that owned that place yeah. at the time. And Anthem didn't have fuck all to do with it, even though they wanted to hold on to it like a baby rattle. They let them do whatever they wanted. And one of the reasons I'm concerned... It was because you saw the WWE pay attention to it when it was all popping off. Right. And they tried their own thing with the Wyatt and the New Day down on the Wyatt family Pepperidge Farm, and it was fucking terrible. Yeah. And it was corny. It didn't shoot well. It didn't, end. It didn't make sense. It didn't end. It just kind of like, was, okay, cut to black, and that was it. Like, what well, we think they revealed finish. like 15 new unseen members of the Wyatt family right. who parked their Edsels and Cadillacs and Buicks in the woods and all turned their lights yeah, on. And we're weird. like, who the fuck are those people? No explanation. <laughs> the WWE, when given their own chance to, I don't know, rap battle back at them with, oh, you can do the broken shit? Well, check out the Wyatt shit. Right. Flubbed, stuttered, fucked up, and the cable popped out of the bottom of the mic. It was not good. I kind of I kind of want to equate it to this. If If... If Warner Brothers motion pictures wanted to make a trauma movie because yeah. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the low rent nature of the broken stuff was some of the most endearing stuff to it. It was so over the top and so low rent and so ridiculous. My worry is that once this major player, WWE, you know, 
gets their hands on, um, you know, a creative veto uh, of it, it's going to be like, no, that, that that doesn't make any sense. Let's do this, and then it kind of takes a left turn to where it is. Um, so I don't I don't know if we're going to get a uh, if we're going to get a Justice League or if we're going to get a um, a uh, Avengers. I don't I don't know I don't know what we're going to get. It's cur- I'm curious. Yeah, I have no idea. That's a great point. Are we going to get a Justice League or an Avengers? They all look the same thing. They're it's a bunch of superheroes that y'all like, and they're all in a row, and they're all fighting a common goal and all that. So how does one work out, and how's the other total shit? Right. It's all because of the creative powers behind it. And like you said, I like the trauma comparison, because those trauma films were shit. Yeah. And let's not go back and look at rose-colored glasses, what happened a year and a half ago. The stuff with the the, the final deletion and all the other stuff, the, the Great War... Was was completely fucking terrible, but it was entertainingly terrible. Yeah, um, I mean, God, who who could forget when they had the Rock and Roll Express and up the cherry, cherry picker, picker yeah, and you got there. one of them going, "All right, that's fucking hot yeah. enough, man. Come on, let me like." They left in purposefully bad shit. Yeah. It was bad edits. It was, it the was mistimed it was fireworks and the yes, you had Jeff fighting a kangaroo. Who he thought was the re-embodiment of Smokin' Joe Lewis or yeah, whoever. Smokin' Joe Some, Frazier, I think is that. Smokin' Joe Frazier. It's, it was great. The it WWE, was. who we've, we've, it was great because it was terrible. If that makes any kind of sense. It's The Room with Tommy Wiseau. Right. We forever praise the WWE's ability to do really good documentary film work. Yes. Their own high standards might not let this be as shitty as it needs to be. And did you see the video that Matt put out yes, on his Twitter? Yes, Senor Benjamin. Yes, where Senor Benjamin, and they hand and they, they prepare the coat, and then you've got the 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 the, the gif of of Vanguard One yeah. booting up and all this. Like the the, the players are going to be there. You got to wonder if there's going to be a Rebbe appearance, if there's going to be a Maxwell appearance. Who knows? And maybe if they want to if they want to uh, really run back what worked the first time. Uh, do you remember the genesis of Broken Matt? Why Matt broke the first time in TNA? Uh, it was something. It was uh, it had to do with Jeff, right? It had to do with Jeff. It had to do with an almost monkey. similar situation. He fucked himself yeah. up, and Jeff fucked himself up oh, this time. Ta- yeah, the, they were going for the tag team. They had to relinquish the tag team belts or something like that. Exactly, they had to relinquish yeah. the tag team belts, and Matt had to fight on his own or find right. some other people to fight with them, and he. He, and he cracked and he lost his mind. And now he's gone and sort of, wink, wink, done it to him again. Yeah. That they finally get back to the big show. And then Jeff goes and has his arm have to be worked on. And now he's out forever. And he's fighting singles matches or having to pair up with people. And you left me behind again. Yeah. And they could retell that story. Yeah, easily. For all, it's like, it's like when you watch Die Hard. You know what's going to happen. Hans is getting thrown off the fucking building. <laughs> but I still enjoy watching yeah. the story. Just because you've told the story to a very small portion of people, because right. a tiny portion of people that watch WWE also watch TNA, right. tell the story again. Tell those people in Tennessee that story again of why Matt broke. Matt didn't break because of Bray. Matt broke because of he had his brother leave his side again, and he couldn't he couldn't be relied on, and he has to delete his brother, and he has to make him obsolete again. Right. And they should have some sort of brother versus brother thing. And, you know, give them a WWE budget. Let it get fucking strange. Let it get weird. But I have to wonder if, I mean, if Vince is going to get it, if Kevin Dunn's going to get it. I still feel that having Matt and Jeff Hardy in the WWE around uh, WrestleMania was a, 
we don't want you to have them thing. Yeah. I still get that taste in yeah. my mouth that it was a, I, like, do you think, okay, I'm, and follow my, my train of thought okay. here. What's, what's bigger? The height of broken Matt, broken Jeff, all the deletion stuff, or the current stateside iteration of the Bullet Club? Uh, Bullet Club. I think. You'd think the club? I think the club, yeah. I mean, you look at it. I think you're right. You look at any TV wrestling show, and there's, you know, in any shot of the crowd, there's at least one Bullet Club shirt. Hell, I, I oh bought my two for myself then, last week on Black Friday. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I don't think they were moving. The Broken Brothers were, were moving a ton of merch. No, it was just kind of this viral, weird sort of B or C level wrestling thing with these people that we knew doing this weird, wacky shit. And it was just intriguing. It was intriguing. And it was, and it was, and it was a formal, it was a former WWE product that went and got great again in someone else's, is someone else's playground. And they're like, ah, no, we got to get that back. We need them back over here. I, I, I almost have to wonder, you know, was it a level of, you know, God, the, 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 we really like that broken stuff. We want to do it here, or we just don't want you to have it. Because I feel like they would have vetted the whole anthem thing ahead of time. Like, if we get you, right. can we do the thing you're doing? Yeah. Or do we just want to take you and do something new or do something nostalgic and old with you? And it seemed like it was the latter. I mean, the same thing is with the Japanese acquisitions with, like, the Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. They picked up three of the biggest members a couple of years ago. Right. With the Good Brothers and AJ, but they didn't get the Bullet Club stuff to go with them, which made them so popular. It's, it's almost like they want to take stuff away from other companies yeah. to not let, like, and, and if you want to give an example of them trying to do stuff again the second time around, like we're going to possibly see them do with Matt, they tried a version of the club with AJ, Carl, and Luke that was like, all right, I guess that's. It wasn't that bad. Okay. I mean, they beat up John Cena, which was fun. They didn't do dick, man. They really didn't. That came and went in less than a year. Yeah. The club ne- the club lasted as long as fucking X Factor, the core, the Nexus lasts longer than the huh. club in the WWE. I mean, they're, they're only calling it... <coughs> they're only calling it the club because it was associated with Bullet Club. Right. So that was their version of them trying to do something that got those three back to the dance, and they did a... Yeah, but they didn't them. invest in it, which is part of the problem. So if, if they if they take the the time and the creative and the money to to do this broken thing right, um, and then then again, I don't know what right is is, you know, if Matt and Jeff had had a WWE budget when they originally did this stuff, would it have been as fun? And will we still be talking about it to this day? I don't know. I don't know if we would have gotten something like Bray's thing did or the house of horrors match. And it just would have been yeah. like, uh, yeah, yeesh. you know? Yeah. I, yeah, their, their history. I gotta, I got, I, I can't predict what they're going to do, but I could look back on what they've done. Right. And what they've done is a bad copy of the final deletion with the Wyatts and the new day. A piss poor diet travel size version of the Bullet Club with the club. Right. All right. So well, let me uh, let me equate it this way. It, I kind of see it in the same vein as a Fashion Files sort of thing, which I'm you know obviously all in on. I think I think oh it's very Brizango it killed really the is. ascension. I used to bust his balls for being episode. bad comedy, but it's a fucking hit. Yeah. It's a real hit. So they have the potential to do low rent fun sort of 
things. My, one of my problems with it is we never see Brizongo in the ring and never really see him much as a formidable tag team. They're entertaining as hell. They're also good wrestlers, and I like them at, on both sides of the coin, but not to, to go off on the Brizongo side, but it, it, it's kind of the same sort of thing. Raw can have this sort of out there... Um, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, uh, fun entertainment thing, but it it has to translate to the ring as well, and also keep it the fuck away from Bray Wyatt. I know Bray was the one who made him break on Monday or whatever, yeah, but yeah. if that's going to be his first feud, I, oh man, I don't know if I could sit through Bray Wyatt promo and then broken Matt rebuttal. That's 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 a lot. That's a lot to process at one time. Okay, now, I will say this, and again, this is us having to try and honestly remember the past. The final deletion, uh, the great war, total total nonstop deletion, all that stuff. The wrestling was utter fucking trash. Yes, it was. It was was awful. I mean, it was awful. The stuff that they did with the the skits and the bits and the videos and green beans and right. All that stuff was fine, right? Oh my God, where are the green beans? (laughs) All that stuff. But when it came to actually wrestling, it was trash Uh, and not like good. Ha ha trauma trash. Like Like bad backs, backyard wrestling. Not good. Just not good at all. So this can have to me, it could be like the fashion files where it, it, it doesn't fucking ever see the ring. Ever. You'd rather it be like, it could okay. all be skits and bits and backstage shit or filmed battles and encounters and stuff like that. Because go back and watch outside of the, the stuff that they film at the Hardy compound right. and him fucking up Jeff's lawn and all that sort of silly shit. Go back and just watch this stuff in the six sided ring. And it was terrible. It was not. Maxwell pinned Spud in the six sided Maxwell. There you go. A baby pinned a midget. Right? We're not talking uh, fucking steamboat flare yeah. here. We're not even talking ricochet and Osprey. Uh, uh an Osprey. We're 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 talking like on a scale of one to ten, it's a fucking two <laughs> worth of performance. I'm talking Jackie Gata bad, but I ain't talking much better. So I, this this to me, if they're gonna do it right, I mean even look at Matt these days, man, he moves stiff as fuck. Yeah, fucking he looks great. he looks tired. He looks tired as an older man, dude. Yeah. The, the guy at this point, he's got to be what? He's up in his fucking 40s. Yeah, he's in mid to I mean, late yeah, 40s. He's, he's 43. Oh, early 40s. He's 43. Ooh. Yeah, Matt's 43 years wow. old. Wow. I would call like 47. He's, he's the dude that's been, I mean, Jeff Hardy's what? Jeff Hardy's 40. Yeah. And Matt's the one that hasn't been doing all the, 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 crazy, the crazy shit compared to his yeah. brother, even though Matt has fucked his back up real bad doing that second rope leg drop, which will compress your spine. Mm-hmm. You ain't going to get a bunch of that really high-flying 205 shit. Just make the vignettes. Whoever's in charge of doing the fashion files, they've done such a good job. When you get someone that's been like an assistant showrunner, show writer, and they get a promotion, right. promote whoever is doing the fashion files and give them this new woken, broken version. Yeah. Let them do that. And then, like you said... Get Brizongo and the Ascension back in the ring. They've had a great run. It's not going anywhere. There's no end game. There really is. No. It didn't, didn't turn out to be the Bludgeon Brothers. We found out the biggest villain on the show was Arn Anderson. <laughs> All right. There's, there, there, there's no... There's, whoever was playing Jigsaw on that last sketch will not be revealed. Right. It's a GTV thing. It's a raw, anonymous general manager. 
They make it up week to oh, week. Yeah. They don't have a fucking timeline. Yeah. They've made that all too obvious. Sometimes they'll even say a whole next week on the fashion files and there's fucking Nothing. no next week I on know, the fashion files. So let's not pretend there's a plot line here. Let that end. Move that away from whoever's helping write that. Get those guys all back in the ring. They're all very talented. And now take that creativity and silliness and all the goofy shit you see in the background and on the yeah. wall and on the pegboard and apply that to the Hardys. Yeah, I, I, th- I, think, I, think, I think there's... There's room for it to work. It's it's just the question is, are they going to let it be the creative thing that it is? And, uh, you know, time time will tell. And it was something that we never thought that would happen. And um, speaking of things that we never thought would happen, I've become a fan of Elias. Dude, I'm <laughs> all in on Elias. I want to walk with Elias. Oh, yeah. I get mad when they interrupt him. Uh, yeah. Elias, man, what a fucking transformation. You know what I'll compare him to? You know what you know who's the closest person I can compare him to on the main roster right that- now? Braun. Yeah. Because Braun came in and we were like, yeah, you're large, but that's it. Right. You can't talk. You don't look like you can wrestle and your finishing move is a bear hug. Fast forward two years later. He's the hottest He's the thing. fucking hottest ticket yeah. they got and he's banging on all cylinders. Elias at NXT was terrible. Yeah. It was boring. It was. It didn't make any sense. And now, dude, I hear that strum and I shush the yeah. air. <laughs> he's he's great. And I think um I was worried uh that the Miz going away to film this movie would kind of leave Bo and Axel floating in the uh, ether. I need the drifterage. I need Bo and Axel to accompany Elias from here on out and do fake harmonica battles uh, as he's strumming his guitar in the middle of the ring because that is some choice entertainment right there. Dude, watching so bad. Curtis Axel <laughs> with a neck brace uh, play the harmonica <laughs> is as blues as blues can get. It's incredible. That's your Halloween and- costume next year. Dude, I we should. I'm gonna make the whole family go as as the Drifterage. It's he can wrestle. Yeah. He can legitimately wrestle. <clears throat> and when he was in there against Roman this held week, his own. He held his own. <clears throat> he's he's got a great body. Yeah. He can really move. He's got great facial expressions. The crowd is into him. Well, they hate him. Elias is, is gonna turn out to be. Elias is gonna be an Intercontinental Champion. Oh yeah. Elias is going to become, I'm not sure if he'll ever main event, but I don't want to say he won't, but he is going to reach the, the, the levels of maybe a, Dolph Ziggler. a non-heavyweight champion Miz. Okay. You're going to see him do some stuff. I think 2018 is going to be the year where Elias really breaks out and maybe forms a band or something like that. I'm, I'm all I would, in. I, I, I love him, and I love his music sucks. You know what he's doing? He's just doing honky tonk, man. Yeah. But he's just doing a new version. Yeah, and he looks like his face, he looks like Randy Savage. Especially with the beard. Yeah, he does look like Randy Savage. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, it, it, it's and I never thought I would, I'd say I was a fan. Like when he got called up, both of us were like, I'm all like what the fuck? You called up the Drifter? Right. He he achieved really nothing in NXT. Um I mean, nothing in NXT. But uh, you know, to to uh, 
conversely on that, that was a time where there was a lot of star power in NXT. So he didn't really have uh, a lot of a chance to to reach a higher level. But he never impressed me in the ring in NXT that I remember. I just remember him being there and be like, oh, this guy, well, he'll be in developmental forever. And now here we are talking yeah. about him crushing it in a match with, you know, the biggest guy in the company right now. Um, he, Reigns looked like he had to put some extra work in to put this guy away. And that's that's not something you get all the time. No, you're 100% right. It it looked like they were they were evenly matched up for a large portion of that. That was that was one of those moments where <clears throat> uh it, the person even in a loss yeah. still got over mm-hmm. more than 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 someone else uh losing in a different match would have just like been just like thrown away. Yeah, this is not this guy does not seem to be what I thought he was going to be like a Sawyer Fulton. Yeah. Remember him? Yeah. Yeah, like like a, just a guy that's just gonna you know swim around like like um what, who who are the who are the two jack wagons that the street profits are going up against right uh, now? Riddick in, Moss um, and Tino Sabatelli. Yeah, like Tino Sabatelli. Like is, is is Tino Sabatelli ever getting called up? I don't know. Uh, he maybe because he has the the bodybuilder look. Um, you know he's got a great he's got a great uh you know physically imposing body. Um, Riddick Moss. I don't, I don't know. I think Sab Sabatelli maybe. Uh, a little, little more likely to be called up than than that. But yeah, not really. No four of those guys. None of those guys are really uh, lighting the world on fire in in, in my world um, down on the NXT side. I will say though, Montez Ford. Mark my words. He's got charisma. Montez Ford for days is one day going to be a world champion. Think so. Montez Ford. Once he gets to the main roster, this guy can wrestle. I've I've heard some some interviews with him, like just some low level podcast stuff, like YouTube sure. clips. Montez, do not sleep on this guy. Okay. They're gonna they're gonna break him away. All right. He's gonna get away from An- Angelo uh, Dawkins. Is that the other one? Angelo Dawkins. Who's been floating? Angelo, unfortunately, yeah, he's been floating around NXT forever. Yeah, Angelo is. I mean, he's been in NXT since 2012. Yeah. I mean, you've you've been there for a long yeah. time. Um, Montez, on the other hand. He can go. He's got the look. He's tall as shit. He's only 27 years old. Uh, his body language is incredible. He's wickedly intelligent and good at improv. Hmm. This is a guy that once I think you get him to the main roster and you get some some good gimmick around him, right. something, Montez Ford has every last tool in the world. Now, is that tool going to get used? I don't know. But I think Montez, if he ever splits off, could be one of those, what? He's getting called yeah. up. And the next thing you know, he's in an Elias-type position. Yeah. Well, I'll let you know if I see him tonight. Tonight, uh, we were recording this Saturday morning. Tonight, NXT's up in Bel Air, and I'm heading up there. Oh, very with, good. Uh, with Gorehound and uh, and the uh, Derek, uh, like a lad, um, will be up there with his wife, uh, who applied for the third seat uh, position in the Patreon episode. Yes. So go and listen to that listen, again. Listen to the Patreon podcast if you'd like to know how you can... Either apply or again backdoor your yeah. way straight on to this motherfucker. I think Marty will be we there too. Give you, you think Marty I will think be so. there? Yeah. Excellent, excellent. That's good yeah. to hear. It's we'll, very we'll rough house meet up there tonight. Um, yes. What else? Uh, what else did we get? We uh, the the names of the women's yes. triple groups. They were named. We've got Absolution on uh-huh. Raw. We've got the Riot Squad on SmackDown. Uh-huh. And yeah, here's my question. Would it have made more sense for these two 
teams of three women who, as we mentioned last week, are very similarly casted. You have the the pale goth chick. You have the uh, the the athletic uh, blonde, and you have the uh, the the tall, um, muscly uh, sort of uh, Amazon sort of thing. You got the bruiser. <coughs> you got the hottie. You got the, goth. The, the 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 goth cult leader. Would it have made more sense for all six of these people to be on the same page and have the same name uh, infesting? each roster but under the same umbrella of Paige. Uh, and that's not to take away from Ruby Riot. I think she's a very capable uh, talker and a good in-ring performer. I just think the 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 similarities between the two groups, it's so glaring to have them not be related in any way. It's it's just weird to me. Yeah, you're 100% right. And and that's actually been this seems like the talk of the town in wrestling on Wednesday, Thursday forward was that, okay, last week, both teams debut, and just as you said, so mirror-imaged in their arrival and their appearance that the next week, when some explanations started to come out, they're like, this is too similar, too similar for it to not be connected. How can this not be connected? And unless the story has yet to be written... It appears that they're not. Right. It's just a coincidence. And it would have made sense, yes, that Paige, if you really want to, you know, there, there, there isn't a lot of float between the two brands right now. There's That's always been an, an argument that people have had that, you know, hey, there's there's too many swapping and this and that. And, like, and for the most part, no, I actually think they've done a yeah, good job outside of the... Uh, the AJ filling <laughs> in know, for um, whoever he filled in for. Uh, yeah, it was like uh, when Roman and Bray all got sick and they all had the fucking mumps yeah. and uh, he had to come standing in. They've done a pretty good job of keeping the foods on the plate separate. But you can have Paige be this chaotic element yeah. where she doesn't give a shit and just shows up either on both or she headquarters on Raw because Raw still is the unspoken number one yeah, show. Yeah, always will be. So uh, unspoken and spoken. Yeah. And you could have her headquarters on Raw and letting her know that she's so powerful that her tentacles spread all the way to right. SmackDown via her her right. um, her proxy. Her, the absolution her, The Riot Squad. Yeah, abs- something like that. Uh, the, the page turners. I don't know. Something. But make them all on the same page. By the way, bullshit that they did this and they let Emma go because I felt like Emma could have fit in the role with Mandy Rose, oh, yeah. because the bit is when they got into the into the ring and started yelling at Sasha, "Hey, everyone forgot about Paige. Everyone forgot about Paige. Paige was the reason." Like, well, yeah, it was Paige and it was Emma. Mm-hmm. I mean, Emma came up. I mean, Emma might have been one of the first from NXT to come up. When, women was, was uh, Emma one of the yeah was Emma before Paige? Um, yeah, because she was with Santino. Yeah. See, Emma came up and did the damn thing. I don't think they ever got past that Emmalina shit. Summer Rae, too. I think that Emmalina shit and Summer Rae, all of Both them gone. Them, yeah. That you could have had three of those people, all capable performers in their own way, and with the same bit, the same gimmick, get Emma back on. Because I feel like when people were, people were, to a degree, into Emma, I mean, you're pushing Alicia Fox like a motherfucker. Yeah. But you didn't find a spot for Emma. I feel like one of them, like Liv Morgan, could have stayed in NXT. Yeah. And you put Emma there. Maybe make Emma 
the proxy over on the the SmackDown side with Riot yeah. as her number two or whatever. I, I just felt like if I'm Emma, I'm thinking to myself, are you fucking kidding me? A month, two months after you blow me out, you bring in all these other women and to do this huge angle when I was there, just ready to be yeah. used. And the bit was you forgot about the women that were here first. Sasha, Bailey, Becky, ba- uh, Four Horsemen. Yeah. Emma was that she was I just I I didn't feel like you needed all those call-ups but yes back to your original point um and you know what they did too it it watered each other's arrivals yeah yeah I'm not focused on one of them because I'm splitting your attention over here wait a minute over there wait a minute over here wait a minute over there wait a minute why why am I shocked that these three women are here because there's another three women over there with no real connection while seeming too similar. I think it was a, a poor role. Here's what I want to see. I want to see on Monday, Paige, Sonya Deville, and Liv Morgan show up and see if anybody notices a difference. <laughs> Jesus. They don't say anything. They don't bring Maybe it up. Maybe that's why they they're so cookie cutters. They're going to they're gonna flip back and forth and see if anybody notices. Kind of like how John Oliver has that bit that there's only one Olsen twin and they just move really fast back and forth. Um, I like the bit that there is a third Olsen twin that no one ever talks about, a triplet, that was hideously misshapen (laughs) and they kept in the basement. Have you ever read that Onion article? it's great. God damn, the 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 third Olsen Onion article, LAPD discovers hideously deformed Olsen triplet. Oh my God! Her name was like what? What the fuck was her name? I didn't think her. She didn't even have a name. Her twisted, hunched, foul-smelling figure of Ethel Olsen <laughs> is drawing both pity and horror from investigators. Uh. With hair covering over sixty percent of her diminutive body, teeth protruding from her lower lip, and her only useful limb, a prehensile claw, <laughs> Ethel would make a poor slumber party companion. It's understandable, if ultimately unconscionable, as to why they would have hidden her away from the world. Oh, my God. Where she is. She was locked up in a cage and fed through a garden hose. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, then, the image. The image. Whoever does the Photoshop oh, for the onion a deserves a goddamn yeah. award. So fucking yeah. funny. Well, and then you have the other Olsen uh, sister, uh, Elizabeth Olsen, a.k.a. Uh, Wanda Maximoff, a.k.a. Scarlet Witch. Did you Infinity War trailer? Oh yeah, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, it looks dude, dope. I, I, oh, I, I've sworn off Taco Bell until this movie comes out, just to ensure that I don't have a heart attack and die before it is oh, released. Oh, that's sweet of you. Yeah, I, uh, I need this movie in my life. It. How do you feel about the the helmetless thing? Uh, I mean, it's it's just uh, you know, it's not going to be. That seems like everyone's point of contention. <laughs> well, if that's uh, the one problem with what you got is dude's not wearing a hat. Fuck it, I'm cool. All right. <laughs> he does look like it looks a little silly. They gave a silly. all all of the German night the East German nineteen eighties Olympic female shot put teams steroids to a California <laughs> raisin. Yeah, I mean the my favorite Photoshop <laughs> of it is well, I have two. One is they uh, photoshopped the Porg, the new creature from the new Star Wars movie, uh, into Thanos' face, which is hilarious. And the the That's other funny. one is they uh, they colored him yellow, they made him look like Homer Simpson holding a. Uh, uh, a sp- Pink sprinkled donut in the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> that's, that's that's pretty that's great. Funny. That's pretty pretty. But great. You get, I mean, 
It is is Ant Man? They say Ant Man is hidden in the trailer. Oh, really? I, did, I didn't catch him um, in there, but he's. I'm looking small, at the one sheet so. poster, and I don't see him anywhere. Yeah, he's just a speck of dust somewhere. Yeah, but man, I mean, it's, it's just you know a lot of shit happens in in uh, in Wakanda, and you've got that the the money shot of Cap, and if you notice, Cap is wearing like some Wakandan gauntlet sort of things on his on his head. Oh shit! Like they hooked yeah, him up. Um, and you've got you got Bucky there, and you've got uh, War Machine flying in from the side, uh, which I'm happy Rhodey makes a recovery because I fucking love me some Don Cheadle, um, it, it, dude. Like I. I, I can't even talk about it. I'm so excited. I'm so hyped for that movie. The trailer was. There's dope. probably going to be obviously another trailer where they're going to show. His, I guess his children. Yeah, they're going to yeah, show so, the kids of Thanos. Yeah, the his baby Black Thanos's. Order. Um, his his like you know the second tier <clears throat> bosses before you get to the final boss sort of thing. That there's and it's only going to be one film. They're not going to split it into well, two. No, it's just gonna well, be this one. is Infinity War, and then Avengers Four will come the next year, which is it's kind of going to be a two part sort of thing. Okay, it will be a two part. Yeah. yeah. Okay, because if they if they fucking kill this guy off, and they to get him gone, like they hate hate having villains stick around. You want to really you want to really get me to cheer? Have some villains show up from former yes. films because I mean Thanos, even Thanos, to me they fucked up by not having him. What has Thanos done in the past? Sat in the chair. His first appearance. His first appearance was at the the very very end of the first Avengers movie. Um, he was the post credit scene where he turns around and smiles okay. at the camera. So it's like seven years ago? Uh, it was 12, five? Five years? Five, five, six years ago, five, I think. Five, six years ago? Yeah. And he's been like the, you know, the, 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 the sort of the bugaboo and the blackness. Right. He's been the, bugaboo. he's been the, the, the demon in the dark, the bugaboo. Uh-huh. That's a bugaboo. Holy shit. He's been. That's a callback. Yeah. And he's. But he hasn't done shit except he sit sits still. in the chair. Yeah, in Guardians, he sat in the chair and talked shit to Nebula and Ronin and, and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, this is... And then at the end of... What was the end of? Where did you see his ship? That was that the, was end, the of, end of, spoiler um, alert, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yeah. But then yeah. at the, end, at the okay. end of one of the movies uh, was him reaching and grabbing <clears throat> the Infinity Gauntlet and saying, forget it, I'll do it myself. Um, so he's had like yeah. four quick appearances and this is his first like full-on thing but you know we see uh oh he gets finally see the spider sense from from peter parker and then his new stark suit um you know and you get you know the the shot of dr strange and uh bruce banner and tony stark and wong all together in the sanctum santorum and just fucking Sorry, I, I always wanted Doctor Strange's superhero ability to just be a bunch of just fuck a ton of random bitches. <laughs> the Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. Follow us at Rough House SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash the Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at youtube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase w capital G lowercase k capital P M lowercase L capital D N 7 lowercase C 3 lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the Rough House, Rough House uh, podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay.
Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House Podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.